We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, Al, today is the day, December 15th. It is D-Day. It's, it's, uh, it's become like, it's become the new trade deadline. You know what I mean? The pre-trade deadline. Today's the day when all these free agent acquisitions are eligible to be traded. Now, over the past couple of weeks, obviously the biggest name from the Knicks perspective has been Marcus Morris. We, we are hearing... Uh, Woj and and, uh, and Zach Lowe did their did their trade uh, show on ESPN today today actually earlier this evening and Zach Lowe is claiming that the Clippers are interested in Mook and could be willing to trade Mo Harkless, Patrick Peterson and a first. Where are Patrick you, Patterson. Pa- Patrick Patterson? Patrick Patterson. <laughs> yeah. The, Where's Patrick Peterson? <laughs> yeah. Wrong, <laughs> wrong sport. Cardinals. Wrong, wrong sport. <laughs> wrong sport. But um, where are you at on, on trading move period, and and how do you how would you like this potential trade? I'm conflicted. Like it, it all comes down to things are kind of different in the NBA with this. I feel like um, I mean we see this in baseball relatively often where. Yeah. If a team has nothing to play for, the Yankees, for example, right. a lot of people who watch this show are probably Yankees Chatting, fans. Chat. I know that you are as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know, they did that with Chapman. You know, they trade, and actually, the Mets did it with Jay Bruce as well. I yeah, think they did in that same year, um, it, where you could trade a guy away who's on an expiring deal, and then you know, kind of handshake agreement with them and say, "Hey, we'd like to have you back if you mm-hmm. want to come back in the off season." Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you don't really see that happen much in the NBA, but. I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, unprecedented. Like it, it could probably happen um, for the Knicks if they decided to do it. And there's nothing prohibiting them from re-signing more should they trade him away. Uh, so, I mean, I said the same thing about Noah Vonley last year, actually. Uh, you know, yeah. there was reports about maybe him being available via trade. And, you know, should the Knicks trade him? Should they not? He was a valuable piece. You know, he looked pretty good. He looked like he was a good reclamation project. Um 
And, you know, I, my thought then was like, trade him away, but be nice to him. Give him a handshake on the way out and be like, look, man, like this is a business. We have to make a business move because we have to get the future assets, but we would absolutely love to have you back this off season doing this, but we can give you an opportunity for the rest of the season to play for a contender and, you know, play for a team that has something to something to play for this year, rather than just sticking it out with our team. And you could pick right back up where you left off. If you come back this off season, we'll go right back to it next season and do it all over again. Um, so that's kind of what I would do with, with Morris and like the unique position that the Knicks are in, in regards to this too. And this is, this plays back into the baseball thing, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, in baseball, there's unlimited money. So you can do whatever you want as mm-hmm. long as you can afford it. In basketball, you have the salary cap to play with, but the Knicks are in the unique position where they have no long-term money committed this offseason too. Right. right. So they could come right back at Morris and hit him with another one or two year overpay deal like they did this year and exactly. give him that money again. Get so, that back. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you could get, if it's, if it's Mo Harkless, Patrick Patterson, and a first-round pick, I mean, Harkless is a somewhat useful player by himself. Right. Patterson is filler, whatever. That's fine. He's just there for the salary. But the first-round pick, I mean, that's valuable. Uh, for it, No matter who ends up in the front office, like if there's one thing that this front office has proven to be pretty decent at, it's drafting. So you get yourself – and especially in the, the late stages of the draft rather mm-hmm. than – you could argue whether the lottery picks have been home runs or not. Um, but the, you know, certainly in the later stages in, in of the, the late, draft, yeah. they're good, you know? So if yeah. you get a late first round pick out of Marcus Morris, then take it and run. And, you know, again, you're the Knicks are in a unique position where they have no long-term money committed and they can right. just come right back to Morris and say, look, we'll, we'll pay you again. You know, yeah. We'll give you a it's, ton it's of money. 20, to- it's 25. You know, yeah. Like you said, it doesn't hurt him. That yeah. doesn't hurt him in the short term. Mm-hmm. I listen, I, I'm with you. I'm with, I'm with a lot of people. I like what he's brought to this team. I like the leadership that he's brought. I like the toughness that he's brought. Obviously, he's been one of our clutch players. Having a career season, points, rebounds, three-point shooting, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. No doubt about it. I love how he's uh I love how he's he's really even though, you know, we used to call him a bootleg mellow dollar tree mellow, I really didn't know how much mellow had an impact on him. You know, when he really when they played Portland and he really talked about really was complimentary about Melo and how much Melo's had an impact on his career. And also his last quote was basically um, quoting Melo and saying, you know, Melo said a lot of guys can't play here. I want to show I can play here. I want to show that I could be a leader for this team. And that really resonated with me. But, you know, the sentimental stuff, it, it means nothing until the contract is signed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think I'm with you. I go to him and I say, listen. You know, for the second half of the season, go play for something real. If it's the Clippers, you got a legit shot of winning a championship. That's not happening right now. (laughs) You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It's not happening here. So if that's the case, you know, we want to upgrade the talent on this team. You have to trade him. You have to trade him if you can get into the first round. Number one, Mm -hmm. we need talent. We need more talent on this team. This team is desperate for more shooting. They're desperate for more uh, rim protection. And obviously, maybe it comes in the lottery, but I think, yeah, we can still use an upgrade at the point guard. So you got to try to trade him. I'm I'm trading him. If I can get a first-round pick, I'm absolutely trading him with the intention of of bringing him back in in the next season. No doubt about it. Yeah, and I'm actually even looking to see the Clippers here, see what uh, what picks they have. Available. They have next. They have this coming um, draft. They can trade this one. 
According to Macri, yeah, according yeah. to Macri, they can trade this pick this year. They have this year's pick that they can trade. They can. They can trade their own pick. I was looking to see if they had someone else's or something, yeah. but they only have their own pick. But that's fine. I mean, that's great. Um, you know, just take their own pick and and run with it. I think. Um, you know, and like I think there's there's a real case to be made that, you know, like you just said, get talent. You know, you need talent and. The, the, the last couple of years, I think, have shown that there's if you have the right evaluators and the right guys slip and stuff like that, you can get real talent in the, the late first round. I mean, I was a huge, huge, huge Brandon Clark guy uh, coming into the draft this past year, and he's been awesome so far. And he got taken with, what, the 22nd pick or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he, he was later in the first, um, yep. He fell. And, you know, it, same with uh, Thibuel. You know, he, mm-hmm. he also fell. And it's like, dude, these these type of guys fall, man. And and they're the types that aren't necessarily going to turn into superstars, but they're the guys that you can maybe even argue that Frank is kind of looking like he's developing into now, which is defense first, you know, make team plays, you know. They're going to look around the, the floor and, and try to hit guys and, and not, um, you know, they're not necessarily going to be superstars, but they'll be really quality role players that you can find in that general, you know, 20 to 25 30 whatever range you know there's yeah. always guys like that if you have the right talent evaluators there was even i mean mitchell robinson almost went in that ra- in that range too because the lakers almost gave him uh, a guarantee a couple years ago which mm-hmm. god imagine if they had <laughs> with the team that they have now Facts. if they have mitchell robinson and anthony davis you know oh I mean? man so, you got you got uh, mitch running around with lebron forget about it man forget yeah it. Uh, he'd be catching lobs like from the other side of the court mm-hmm. practically. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's important. And, you know, it's, it's like you said, you know, you got to put the sentimental stuff aside, you know, you can't, it, it, it's cool. Like I want to be attached to Marcus Morris. And, and I, I would say that I am at this point, you know, I, I think he's a really good dude. Um, I think he's saying all the right things. He's, it seems like a really good leader yeah. for the kids, yeah. you know, like it seems like he's putting forth a really good example for them. Um, I've actually had the privilege of being in the locker room, you know, um for sports illustrated now a little bit and you know he's he's definitely one of the guys that carries some gravity he's the guy that almost after every single game speaks to the media regardless of no play or the outcome or anything he's willing to take all the bullets for all the young kids you know yeah um so he's a great guy to have around no doubt and i maybe i don't know if i would trade him like today like on day one right you know the trading period but when it comes time for the deadline i think it's time to to send him out but send him out like with a firm handshake and like a look, man, let's talk again in the summer. That's what I say. And as you said, we can go to the depths that no other, other teams may not go, you know, Mm -hmm. on a shorter term deal. Oh, the Knicks, the Knicks next year, screw it, man. Just be like, uh, Mook, we'll give you $20 million for one year. Like just come back again, just come back for a second year with us because then, so, uh, all right, not to get too caponomics here, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you offer a guy a huge overpay like that, then you get what's called early bird rights with him. And so, you know, Marcus Morris, if you offer him $20 million next year, he's never getting $20 million again in his life. You know what I mean? Like not for a single season. He's just not that guy. And, you know, so you can offer him that, but then with the early bird rights, then you get like a, a, the ability to re-sign him. And you can also trade him places where teams can re-sign him in the off season to a hundred 105 percent i think of his of his salary for that one year mm. so you know that even if he ends up getting traded again you know he's going to be an attractive trade piece a second time in a row or you know the knicks will get some sort of rights to re-signing him even if they only sign him to a one-year overpay so it's just kind of the the 
good thing with the system yeah know, how everything works out for them but yeah i would definitely I, I would definitely try to bring him back and you know leverage your unique situation for a second year in a row and and try to just overpay him again and bring him back in the offseason uh, absolutely man what, what do you guys think in the chat man give us a call what do you guys think about these uh trade rumors six five seven three eight three one five zero nine let us know what you think uh al on another uh trade front the, the Ujiri talks. Obviously, it's never-ending. You know, with the yeah. Fizdale ouster, with Mills hopefully on his way next. It's been rumored, obviously, that, that Dolan is after Ujiri hard body. We know, obviously, he's on the contract with Toronto. We first heard that it's going to cost one pick, and now Begley's coming out with... Well, it, it, it's not from a source, but basically, Begley's article basically said that um, you know, in another scenario where a team tried to trade for a GM, the asking price was two firsts, right? So, he, so the the assumption is that a new Jiri is going to command the same. Um, what, what do you think about that? About trading trading for Ujiri? That's that's I don't know. What do you think? Here's my, I guess my overall thought on it at this point, and I know that we just literally two seconds ago talked about you need talent you need late first round picks you mm-hmm. need this you need that but like if you could get ujiri who's a clear i mean he's a winning team builder he's a championship builder now you know he's there was always kind of the talk with ujiri before last year about like oh he builds good rosters but can he build a championship team and you know last year he did and he made all the right calls to do that and you know now he's got toronto set up with even after they lost Kawhi Leonard, they're set up with a new, you know, superstar in Siakam. Speaking of guys you can get with late first round picks that kind of blossom into something. Um, but, you know, it's, it, I think that he's the type of guy, the rare, rare executive where I would say, yeah, you know what? If it costs two first round picks, I think I'm all right with that because I have faith that he'll get those back at some point <laughs> sooner rather than later. You know, and fleece somebody would, else for. Exactly. The way that I would do it is I would just I would offer up the two Dallas picks, I think is the way to go, Um, because I think that those are going to be late first rounders Uh, with the Knicks picks. It's really risky. You can't really offer up your own picks right now for the Knicks because they're so bad. You know, it's like the Knicks could be bad for another three years, even with Ujiri. You never know, you know, and and if they are, then their picks are going to continue being really, really valuable. So unless you could put like you know, eternal top 10 protections on them or something or lottery protections. And, you know, you can't do that just because it's way too big of a risk. But those Dallas picks, ultimately, I don't think are going to end up being as valuable as we maybe had hoped they Mm -hmm. would become. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like the 2021 one, you know, you get Luka Doncic out there for another two years. Well, this year and next year, he's only going to get better, presumably. Porzingis, whatever happens with him it seems like it doesn't matter how good or bad Porzingis is because Doncic is going to be good enough to make this team at least close to a playoff team, you know, for years and years to come. So that 2021 pick will be a little less valuable. The 2023 one is I believe top 20 protected or yeah. just lottery protected. Either way, it's, it's pretty highly protected. And if it doesn't convey after one year, it turns into two second round picks. Facts. Um, Facts. So, you know, it's like a sneaky first round pick. That one's like a, first round pick right you know what i mean so i would trade those two and if if they're willing to do that for ujiri then cool do it you know i i think that's i it would kind of sting yeah because now you're essentially turning your porzingis return into okay you traded porzingis for dennis <laughs> smith who kind of looks <laughs> shitty and masai ujiri <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and that's it so you traded porzingis for an executive for but, an executive you know, it, man oh. but it, it when it's that executive 
I'm cool with it because nobody commands more respect than him around the NBA. Sure. I don't think at this sure. point. And I think he really has the respect of players and agents and everything. So I, sure. and he, he seems like a great talent evaluator. on top Yeah. Of him, so. I, I would have to, uh, I, I think the Dallas picks, I would lean more towards none of our picks. I wouldn't give up any of our picks. No. Um, not at all. No chance. I just feel like there are other options out there. Obviously he's the, he's the creme de la creme. Hey, and, and we should know that as he's fleeced us many times um, and built that Toronto team, took the, as you said, gambled on 100%, trading their, their heart and soul to get Ka- Kawhi Leonard and getting that chip, trading a coach of the year <laughs> the, the previous season, and and everything just hit right for them. It's it's just such a, it's just such a nick thing to do, but it's like, damn, this mm-hmm. is this is the guy right now. You could argue that it's a nick thing to do, or you could argue it's an unnick thing to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it's it, it's one way or the other, and the only way that's going to determine what it ends up being is how the outcome turns out. You know, if if the Knicks end up turning into something because of this, then it's the most genius move in franchise history. If uh, if you know Masai comes and nothing gets fleeced, the Knicks, <laughs> yeah, if he gets fleeced, or if nothing becomes the Knicks, you know, over his tenure, then it's oh, like, man. well, you just wasted two more first round picks for nothing, you know, yeah. and it's just a typical Knicks move. So it's it's like a it's like. It's a win lose, you know. It's sure. like a coin flip, you know. You never know, but I, I think it would be the right move. I think I don't think you could look at that and be like, "Well, that was a bad choice." Because yeah. the Knicks have craved, and particularly Dolan has craved that kind of you know presence at the top for so long, and he's got such a man crush on Masai that you know that whatever Masai would ask for, give it to him. Give him, give yeah, you him. give him full autonomy, full hiring power, full firing power. Everything. Give you know, he would give Masai everything. He'd give him $50 million a year to his, his foundation. You know, yeah. whatever the hell Masai wanted, he would get. So Facts, facts. That's, that's, I, it, think, uh, I think it's the way to be. It's like Van Gundy said, man. Van Gundy was on an interview with Coach K earlier this week, and he was kind of talking about his tenure there and what's going on now. And his his whole thing was, you know, things haven't been right since Dave Checkets, man. And that was 20 years ago. And from Checkets. It was, uh, I believe, Ernie Grunfeld was under that regime. Then, he, then with who did a pretty decent job. But then you had Layden. Then you had Isaiah Mills. You know, to fill the. It's just been a disaster, man. And we just have not had that solid structure, foundation from the top of people that you trust to make the right decision. Dolan trusts them, but they they just haven't been coming through for us, man. Have mm-hmm. not been coming through for us, so. I'd be open for it just for the sake of, like you said, this is the guy, but definitely not our own picks. Um, who, or, or if you're going to do your own, heavily protect do them, protect them in the way that Dallas protected yeah. the 2023 one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make it so you you have to be good for it to convey as a first-round pick. Who do you think is the most likely player to be traded if there is a trade? to Because that's that's another thing. I don't, I don't think it's as guaranteed as we think that any one of these guys are getting traded. We're, we're coming from a position of desperation. That's never a good thing. Yeah. You mean like which Nick you think is most likely to be yeah. traded? Yeah. Um, I bet you – so there's a few trades I could see happening. Mm-hmm. I do think they're going to end up trading Morris. Mm-hmm. I just think that anytime I feel like you can get a first-round pick in season for a player in the NBA, you do it yeah. because it's so rare anymore. So I think they'll do that, uh, be with the Clippers or some other team. Some contender will want him. I mean, he's balling. Got to. Got by, to. Any, by any stretch, he's yeah. balling this yeah. year. Um, I think there's a decent chance Trier might get traded. I think that's my pick. I think I um, still. 
I think I'd probably feel like a second round pick, which yeah. is still I think puts the Knicks in the positive in that transaction. Mm-hmm. I, I think I mean I like Trier well enough uh for what he does, but he kinda only does what he does. Um he's a he's a good ISO scorer and you know, he can get you a couple quick buckets. I had really high hopes for him this year, maybe coming in as a uh uh, catch and shoot type guy learning under guys like Ellington and Bullock and all that. Um, and that just hasn't really happened yet. So I, I think that he's going to go because it seems if you read between the lines, it seems like there's some unrest with him yeah. um, with the team and with maybe with management, with coaching and he's, he's catching DNPs again and stuff like that. So um, he might go, uh, I guess I'm trying to think who else maybe I could see moving Maybe Ellington, like if yeah, you could find a team that wants him for a second round pick or something, he's kind of fallen out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Or no, he's been hurt. I'm sorry, he's been hurt. Yeah, he's had the even so, Yeah, even so, he's been up and down in the rotation. You know, with the team this year, so I could see him potentially, um, you know, getting moved and, and just to a team that wants a little auxiliary shooting, and he'd be a good value for any team that wants that because yeah. they have a second year option as well. So if you trade him to a team that's capped out, they can keep him for a second year. Uh, only for paying the luxury tax or whatever on him. So mm. teams might be interested in that. Um, maybe even Gibson, if I'm being honest. But Dodge, I feel like yeah. Gibson, they're going to keep around. We got to keep kinda, I think he's turned into a heart and soul type guy. Yeah, I, gotta I don't keep really Dodge. think he's going to go. Uh, only other guy, maybe. I, I don't think any of the any of the uh, core young guys are going to go no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I can maybe, maybe see them moving Peyton, but Peyton's proving to be really crucial to this yeah. team as a whole right yeah. now. So yeah. Peyton would have to elevate his value to a Morris level of being able to fetch a first-round pick or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he'll ever hit that. I don't think so. Um, so I don't think he'll get much from Portis either. Yeah, so they'll probably hold on him. The only other guy, maybe Portis, if some team is just really desperate for some scoring off the bench or something. Yeah. Maybe, but uh, Portis is so streaky that I feel like any good team – with anything to play for and necessarily be willing to give up <laughs> yeah. anything for him. I'm not giving you, know? you anything for that guy. I, I, you could almost just turn him into a spot up three point shooter at this point. Like yeah. he's, he flashes that sometimes mm-hmm, where you mm-hmm. think like, if you could just set him up where he could sit in the corner and just yeah. shoot threes, be don't like do a, anything cool, else. <laughs> be like a glorified Steve Novak, you know, Facts. with a little bit of a post game. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't put the ball on the floor and just shoot. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, he could, he could maybe fill that role well enough. Um, but I can't see anybody trading anything of substance nah. for him, especially when he makes fifteen million and you got to find matching salaries, and it, it would just be too much work too for much. someone that probably isn't worth it, you know. Too too much, man. But I, I agree with you in that order. I think it's Morris. I think it's ISO and, and potentially Ellington. I think those are the the most realistic moves. Maybe Dotson. Maybe Dotson gets moved. I feel like they're gonna hold on to Dotson because I actually so? think that Miller really likes him. Mm. Based off, I mean, tonight was different. Tonight yeah. he only played seven minutes, um, but I think that was just situational. I, I think in general Miller really likes it. Yeah, I like that. I, I would love to keep him. I, I would love I to would keep too. him. Um, I just think with ISO, as you said, it looks like obviously he's falling out of favor with the rotation. Uh, obviously, well, not obvious, but it's likely that we get more help in the backcourt in this draft. So once again, that's another player to add to to this mix. I, I think ISO gets slid out. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.